Hello and welcome to the Friendship News Hour presented to you by Bummer Dude Media. Today is May the 26th, 2022. My name is Frank and back from the tropics is Sir Alex. He's back. Hi, Frank. Welcome. You look uh, no more tan than when you left. (laughs) Dude, I was because I was caking sunscreen on that 50 SPF Mm. all week. Nice. (laughs) Really fucking good time, though, man. I uh, highly recommend, and we only got to see a small chunk of the country, but highly recommend anyone thinking about going to Costa Rica, do it, because it was fucking beautiful, man. I think I sent you a forecast a day or a couple days before we left and it said 100% rain every single day and it was like thunderstorming. Mm -hmm. And I think what that is, is that within the region, it is like almost always raining slash thunderstorming, but it's much like Florida where it clears up very quickly and it's gone. Even like the hourly forecast showed rain all the time. So I'm just like, fuck, hope the room's nice because we're going to be spending (laughs) some time in that bitch. But dude, we uh, had beautiful weather. I can't, honestly, we like the raininess and overcastness worked in our favor because it was very much so like that the first like four days we were there and then like the last two days it wasn't so much and let me tell you what my friend that sun at the equator is a motherfucker it was hot (laughs) hot my white skin is not used to that so it was it actually kind of worked in our favor but i couldn't i couldn't even begin i'd be rambling for an hour about how much fun we had down there man that's dope dude that's awesome i'm glad to hear it you ever zipline before never no dude fun man it was it was my first time doing it and i didn't expect to be as high as we were like we took off and you're kind of like within the trees where we were and i'm like oh fuck it it's gonna be dope like we're you know 50 feet off the ground maybe it at like from where i was like looking i'm like okay this is cool like i'm not super high i won't be freaking out and we take off on the first zip line and you're like you're in the forest cover and you could see across but like as you come out of the forest it like the ground just dipped and just kept going, bro. And I'm telling you, we were 250, 300 feet up in the air on the zip line and just yeah, cruising. No. And you you look around, there's volcanoes and mountains and just the luscious, greenest forest everywhere. It's like, so I think Sarah said it. She's like, I felt like Walter because like everywhere I was looking around, I was like in wonder like he is when he like <laughs> sees so many things. And you're just like, wow, it's just like mind blowing, bro. It was, it was so cool. And I, I've never done it, but I highly recommend it for anyone that, uh, just wants to have a good time and, and like, kind of like get a little adrenaline rush. Like my heart was beating a little bit before the first one. But then after that, like once I felt how safe I actually did feel and, and like the new experience, it's just, it's so worth it. I highly recommend. Yeah, dude, that sounds like a blast. Um, you probably couldn't pay me to get on something like that. No, no way. That high up? Yeah, no. Honestly, dude, I was... So from there, then we went in horseback road, and I was more nervous doing that than I was on the zip line. Really? Were you afraid you were going to break the horse? No, bro. I was afraid that motherfucker was going to, like, buck me off, man. That shit. (laughs) I've only rode horses a handful of times. And these horses, I mean, you could tell that they do this every day. They stuck together, kind of did their thing. But, like, every once in a while, like... And maybe it was just like mine and a couple other horses, but they kind of like started to gallop a little bit on you and like try to get mm-hmm. to the front of the pack. And mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, whoa, fuck. <laughs> yep. just, we yep. had a friend, Sarah's old boss last year who rides horses all the time, got bucked off and got a really bad concussion, like landed oh, on her shit. neck, fucked herself up. So like, I was just like thinking about that the whole time. And for some reason, yeah. And Sarah was the same way. We were way more nervous on the horses than we were a couple hundred feet up. Horses can be... Like super daunting if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, right, right. Super daunting. And I'm, I, I what I, what they kind of made it sound like is you need to be stern with the horse. Like you're not trying to abuse the horse, but like if you want it to go right, you need to steer its head right. And if you want to right. stop, you need to pull it back. And I'm just like, I don't want to 
but they're like, but don't pull back too far or it'll buck you off. So then I'm just like, fuck. Well, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if I told the story when I went to Mexico last year, but we, you know, we went to a ranch that my family owns property on and horses and animals everywhere. Mm-hmm. So they brought horses over one day for us to ride and big, beautiful white horse. And I was like, yeah, I want that one. And so they're all right, you know, just step up and then like whip your, your leg over and so I did, and I'm up on this horse, and you're really high. And for whatever reason, I just my reflex was just to pull back on the straps. I'd never done this. Nobody told me anything. I pull back on the straps, and this thing gets up on its hind legs, like legit mm. goes vertical, and then kicks me off. Holy shit. And I slid off the back, and the, I immediately did like one of these. Yeah, you know, yeah. covered my face with my arm because I was expecting the the horse to just kick back. Because well, was, and that's the money maker too. You yeah. Keep it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, no horses can horses can be terrified, and it's high up there, dude. You're sitting up on a horse, you feel like it's not like you see it from the ground, and then you're up on it. I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a bitch with heights. But when I was up on a horse, I was like, oh shit. And then we were going. I don't know, were there hills when you were riding horses, or was it all flat? Oh, oh yeah. Oh no, it was it was definitely it had some hill hillness to it for sure. Which that was like when it's going down, you gotta like lean back. Yeah. And, and if not, yeah, you're going forward. And yeah, I, f- I felt like I was gonna break because the the legs are so small, they're so tiny. They are. On a yeah. Horse. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling. God, I, I hope they know what they're doing here. And this wasn't even terrain. This was like hilly rainforest mm-hmm. terrain. So it's like they're they're like trying to like carefully take steps. You can tell. So I'm just like, I, yeah, this is not comfortable. I want to go back to the zip line, man. Were there any uh, any like local like alcohols? Uh, we drank a lot of rum. I should look up actually yeah. what it's called. Flor de Caña was like the popular rum that they had there. But we drank we drank a lot of rum drinks, man. Like I'm not a rum guy. You know me well as a bourbon, whiskey, cognac kind of guy. And I th- just they mm. kind of just felt heavy. You know what I mean? I got there and I had I had a Johnny Walker, uh, old fashioned, which was good. They had Black Label just for free, nice. which I was like, oh, that's pretty pretty a nice liquor for an all inclusive kind of place. But as the week went on, we started doing more of like. Um, my ties. Yeah, and I try to stay away from like the sugary shit, like the pina coladas. And they had one there called the mango lava, which is like a mango pina colada that was fucking banging. But I ended up doing a lot of those, and bartender started to learn me. Shout out Henry. He started putting shooters like on top <laughs> of all my drinks. So I got I got real drunk, bro. That was the thing. It was the first time doing all inclusive, and it's literally like an adult daycare or like a summer camp. Because this was yeah, like a no yeah, kids kind adult of place. Summer camp. It Perfect was, bro. Come. You drink whatever you want. You go and eat wherever you want. Like work out if you want. You, there's there's tennis. There's like all these things you can just do around this resort. On top of all like the expeditions and shit you can do when you leave the resort. Because uh, Costa Rica is like a pretty safe country. I was I was surprised. Like when I hear about like Mexico and it's like don't leave the resort. Don't leave the resort. Mm-hmm. Costa Rica's economy is is supported by tourism. And you can tell most of the people that I, I probably 95% of the people that I interacted with, they were all really welcoming to tourists. Like it's, it just seems like they appreciate that you're there. They want to like share their culture with you and and take your money pretty much, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, that, that was actually really cool because we got to go off the resort. We went south about an hour and a half to a, a beach city on the Pacific beach called Tamarindo. Beautiful. And they have like, uh, it's not white sand there. It's like black volcanic ash sand oh so it's not muddy but it, it's black sand it's it's crazy i guess the caribbean side is more white sand more what you're used to but how was the food food at the resort eh, five to six out of ten it's mm-hmm. free food and it's like Sounds they're not right. going to give you a good steak you know what i'm saying like a mm-hmm. top of the line kind of shit um i didn't shit solid the whole week which <laughs> t- told me something about the food i was eating but 
I was also drinking but... heavy all week, you know? So, mm-hmm. but I actually still, I mean, this is more than anyone else wants to know, but I haven't taken a solid shit since I've been back. So I think I got food poisoning on the last day. Sarah thinks I just drank too much, but <laughs> I think it was a combo. I, I, I feel like there can't be really like any ambiguity as to whether or not you got food poisoning. <laughs> Like either you're you're like you're, you're you're puking your brains out and it's coming out of both ends or you're not. That's exactly what happened. And she's like, well, "Oh you, yeah, you were drinking a bunch." I'm like, "No, that's food poisoning, babe." And like my stomach was the whole like the travel back was a terrible day for me, bro, because I was just yeah. coming out both ends. I stopped throwing up by the time we got to like airports and stuff, but continued to not poop solidly, and it's still really happening. It's coming back. We're getting there, but very interesting. That that was the the one thing I would say though is the food I just thought was okay. But the drinks, yeah. I heard that they're usually weaker drinks, yada, yada. This was not the case. They were very strong. <laughs> um, have you ever taken a rainbow shot? You ever seen this? No. Okay, I'll, I'll try to stop blabbering on about this thing, but this vacation. But this, our bartender, Henry, was pouring the shot all weekend. And it's a, it, you mix it up in one cup and into a shaker. And it's, it's three different alcohols. It's like a vodka and two different rums and then pineapple juice and some other, a couple other things. And when you pour it, it pours from blue to pink full color of the rainbow it's seven oh, shots wow. and you just pour it out all at once and it it's it must be like the densities or the viscosities or whatever the fuck of the different things that like each color is its own thing because he, cool. he even told me the blue ones are heavier like more strong alcohol wise as opposed to the lighter ones but really cool to see so i'm gonna learn how to do it and pull it out at a party because that'd be impressive i think yeah man those resorts are fun um it's like a great it's a great place for a wedding yeah for sure. Great place to bring people for a wedding because it's like you get that vacation aspect of it. You can do whatever you want and then you're on property, all the alcohol you can drink. Yeah, it's good times, dude. And all in all, not that expensive. Like you can go, like Costco was how we originally had planned it when we, this was going to be our original honeymoon back in the day. And, you know, your flight, transportation to and from the airport, your stay at the hotel, obviously with all your food and drink included. It's like you go one spot, get everything taken care of, and you're good. Like that's yeah. And then they give you like gift cards and shit, like for doing it. So Costco. <laughs> good man. I'm glad you got out. Glad you got your your honeymoon. I did. Damn near two years in the making. <laughs> yeah, right. But Jeez, I missed. Dude, beats. my phone was was chilling in the hotel room the whole time. So <sighs> I missed so you. much news, man. Yeah, you did. You missed a lot. A lot's been happening, dude. But shout out to Brian Duncan for coming on, too. He, You guys had a great show, man. And um, I don't know if I could have done that final ad read much better than he did it himself. It was, <laughs> I was impressed. Dude, I was impressed. <laughs> uh, I was ready to cut it, and he was like, nope, I got you. <laughs> he ran with it. That was dope. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. So shout out. I appreciate it for coming on, Dunk. Anytime. You're always welcome, of course. It was a good chat with old Brian. Yep. But fill me in with some of the stuff I missed. I, there's the, the big obvious one as well. I know, man. It's weird. It's like pulling teeth for me right now to like bring myself to talk about it. Yeah. Um, we run a show about news, so it's like uh, feels obligatory. But at the same time, like I just, uh, it's heavy, man. It is. It's heavy. It's heavy on a people, you know? Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of shares that sentiment. So like, oh, obviously the shooting is like... Uh, the big thing, and you've been here for that. Uh, mother, you know, I don't know. Were you here for the Buffalo shooting, or you were you, were you already gone for that? Yeah, we had like just left, and I, that kind of like the details and whatnot were coming in. But I, yeah, well, there's something that nobody like kind of got glossed over. But I think it was a day or maybe two after that, there was a shooting in uh, Orange County, California. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. Did you hear about this? No. Mm-mm. Chinese national living in Vegas, and he went to a Taiwanese church. And shot up a church. Jesus. 
he killed one person, injured a, a couple others, and then he was like tackled and subdued by by the churchgoers. I guess so. I guess there's a, a big history between China and Taiwan. Yes, they hate. And yeah. I think Taiwan for a while was like treating Chinese people really bad in Taiwan. Like you know, like I, I don't know the whole story, so I don't want to like talk bad on it. But it was like genocidal kind of stuff, like they, you know, killing Chinese people's families and just fucking with them all the time. So I, it sounded like there was like some pent up resentment this guy lost his job and his girlfriend and left vegas drove to california to the spot he'd never been to and just shot mm. up a church so that i mean that happened and then obviously what happened in texas a couple of days ago so those both kind of sound racially motivated buffalo and and the orange county one but this one was kind of just seemed like he was just out to in in texas just seems like he was out to inflict as much harm as he could from what I'm understanding. But have you read of any other kind of motive behind it? I don't know, man. It's such a bizarre... It's like what what came out today, this morning, was that there were police like right outside the school for a considerable amount of time. Like even if it was only 20 minutes. But there's like talk that it was like up to like an hour while this guy was in the school. And they were just out there. Like not really doing anything. Waiting for like backup. Jesus. And obviously there's a lot of like calls for why didn't they do more? You know, why didn't they rush in to, you know? And uh, I don't know when you're in the situation in the heat of the moment, you don't really know what's going on. You have no idea, you know, what could be happening. I don't, I, I can hear it from both ways, but apparently, apparently there were, there was a police presence outside the school while there was an active shooter inside the school. And they were like even subduing parents. Like they were like restraining parents. Jesus for for wanting to like go in or I, I, this like this is all kind of unofficial this is stuff that yeah. I've gotten on Twitter but there's videos and shit man it's, it seems yeah. pretty obvious that'd be the only thing I could think of is that they're trying to keep more people from going in if it was like one squad car they're like they know parents because there was an award ceremony a couple hours before this happened so I'm, oh, really? there was a parent presence there yeah man it's reading the stories of these kids man some of them had just got like academic awards and all this other shit mm -hmm. they were like two days from summer vacation and, and this shit happens so that, that would be my only defense if it was like one squad car and all these parents and people are trying to get in to get to their kids like understandably i'd be doing the same fucking thing they don't want to add to that but at the same fucking time your job is to protect and serve and if there's any ever a time to do that and for who you would do that for it would be kids in a school man so like my opinion would be if you're a real motherfucking cop, that's about what you what you swear to do and defend. Your ass should be in that school trying to save those kids, help those kids in any way, man. So I yeah, well, it's like uh, it's like Parkland, right? Remember, remember when yeah. when the Parkland shooting happened, and there was mm -hmm. that guard or the cop that was at the school, and he didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, look, call it cowardice, call it what you want. At the at the end of the day, if you have a because there was an armed guard at this school, this school supposed to be secure from like mm -hmm. all aspects it was supposed to be a secure school they had the armed guard weren't, weren't supposed to be able to get in and you know if you're going to be putting armed guard at an elementary school chances are that you know you, you haven't been set the best and brightest <laughs> so i like i get i get it and there's no excuse but i don't know that you know i'm all that shocked that there's like some cowardice when it comes to you know that kind of thing. I, but again, I don't know the whole story and I don't, I don't want to pass judgment on, on something I don't know much about, especially when it's, it's talking about something this heavy. There's been a huge emotional response though, from what I've seen. And it's hard to not get that kind of response when you read 20 kids, you know, teachers, like, all these people die. Like it's hard 
to not do that and jump to, well, you know, all guns should be outlawed and, and all these things. And, and I, I see why some people are, are going to that. Cause it's not, this isn't one off thing. There's been a lot of these through the years. Like this is, it's, I don't know if I'd say it's happening more or less, but it continues to happen. Mm-hmm. So I see why people are having that response. I, I don't know if I, I, I know I don't agree with the idea that they should just be outlawed completely. But I, I do think that like, this isn't a wake up call necessarily, but like, I, I think it's a reminder that like, we do need to probably do more to like control this issue and, and try to stop this from happening as often as it is. And I, I think there's several steps and ways we can do it. They've been brought up a lot in the news lately, whether it's a universal background check across the country for a way to get guns, there's eliminate all these loopholes, cracking down on the parents, the, the actual owner of the gun, who somehow it always seems like their kid gets into their safe or whatever it is and gets to their weapon. Uh, this kid didn't you know, have any kind of training or pass any kind of whatever background check or whatever that is in place to try to control these guns already. Like this, this person did not go through that. So it is up to the person who legally owns the firearm to have it in a safe manner for themselves, but also to control it from the other people in their household. So when, when stuff like this happens and, and kids and, and whoever get hands on a gun that is not theirs, I, I do think that the owner of that gun should be far more responsible. And, and this would encourage all gun owners to lock your shit up. Don't share your combination with your kids. Like there's so many steps you can take to help eliminate these things without people trying to come and steal your guns from you. Because I do believe like you should be able to have a means to protect your family and especially in a crazy world as we're in now. So to just be like, get rid of all guns, blah, blah, blah. Like it doesn't make much sense to me. And then I, I'll just say that I, I do think that like a good way to deter people from going and in, to a school and, and doing these shootings, which it just seems continues to happen is to in, have an increased security presence at these schools. Like you're saying there was an armed guard, but maybe we need multiple, like there needs to be, not only does it create jobs, but it, it really would protect our kids because if you put yourself in the mind of someone who wants to inflict damage or pain or just whatever these fucked up people are trying to do, the first place you would go is a place where you know firearms are not allowed. They're extremely illegal in school. So if, if, if I want to go and fuck shit up, I'm going to go to a place where I know return fire and defense is is weak and, and where I know I could go and, and do whatever I want to do to inflict this harm so it's to me it's like if that's not the first thing we do before we try to start taking guns away from people like that's ludicrous like we, we need to defend our kids and if anywhere that my tax dollars would go that i would be for is to protect walter when he goes to school and to know that there are people there who have all the training that they need whether it's retired military retired cops or you know people that have have passed all the mental and background and health checks and everything it is to prove that you know what you're doing with a firearm and that you're there to protect these kids. Like I can't see anything, many things that I would rather have my tax dollars go to, to know that he's safe. So that, that's just kind yeah. of my thoughts on it as I've been kind of thinking back about it and, and watching the response. Cause it's, it's just been, it's been wild and it sucks again that it's like this super polarizing liberal versus conservative way to look at it. And, and some of the things you see people tweet are like disgusting right now, man. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, I don't know, man, that it's like an awesome thing about having this platform. It's like, you know, we, we have the opportunity to, to trans, send that 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 garbage that nonsense yeah. and you know of course there's going to be an emotional response i mean if you think about it like rationally the chances of any one of our children going to a school and then, and then getting shot are astronomically high right even still but we've seen you know 20 very young children get murdered in one day right and so and 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 you know pretty much at random yeah so it's like now we know 
not that we didn't, but it's just the most sober reminder ever that this could happen anywhere at any time. Mm-hmm. Right now, Democrats control the government. By all means, pass a law. Do something. I mean, I mean it. Do it. You own it. You own the government. I'd love to see it. Make it happen. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on who you're talking to, gun restriction across the board is very unpopular. And this isn't left-right issue. This is just across the board. It's very unpopular. Even if you were to have passed the most strict gun laws, it would not have stopped this guy from getting a gun, especially in Texas. So yeah, like uh, if you think, you know, and, and that's like the emotional response, you, you, you're, you're, you're sad, right? You're, you're heartbroken. It's the heaviest news you could possibly receive. Mm-hmm about anybody anywhere and then immediately it turns to frustration and anger because you're like well then we have to do something right that's what you hear that's what i've heard we have to do something we have to do something i'm of the mindset al that there's not much we could do because the way i see it this is this is an an issue of how do you fix despair yeah i mean yeah that's a good question do do is, is there a is there a cure for the the spiritual sickness that's taken foot in america because i i don't know to me the only way out is through. And this is part of it, right? Like, like we've set the table. The, what we saw a couple of days ago is the culmination of, of, of everything that's come before it. And while it's frustrating and super, like the most sad thing ever, and there's obviously like, there's obviously going to be a, a push for somebody to do something, right? And we immediately look to politicians. We immediately look to uh, the leadership, right? saying, you know, enough is enough, right? We, we got to do something. Okay, fine. I agree with you. But that, you want to have a conversation about guns? Fine. Like, look, we'll have the, like, I'm willing to sit and have the conversation about guns, but that doesn't get to the problem. It doesn't. It doesn't even begin to scratch at the surface of the problem because you're just talking about the catalyst, right? Back in the 1900s, this is like the turn of the 20th century, Schools were, were, were being bombed. In the 20th, like the turn of the 20th century, schools are being bombed. So it's like, all right, what, what, like, what are we really talking about? Because the guns are just the catalyst. You want to tell me that an AR-15 shouldn't belong in somebody's home? All right, I'll, I'll listen to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know an AR-15. I have absolutely no interest in owning an AR-15. And somebody who does probably isn't the one that's out there trying to cause harm. But it happens, right? So if you want to ban a certain weapon so that things stop falling through the cracks, if you're willing... If, I'm willing, I'm willing to see that experiment through. Something tells me it's way deeper than an AR-15. And it's really easy to take all of your emotional frustration and anger and sadness and put it into an issue that, that you think could help immediately, right? Like, like I feel like the, the message is that there's something we can do and it's right in front of our faces. And if only we would just do this thing, then this wouldn't happen. But we don't do this thing. And we don't do this thing because we're divided and we don't believe in the same, you know, and, and if you don't believe in this gun control, then you're for children being murdered. And if you, you know, this, that, and the other, and, and, and because the, the, the thing that nobody's really willing to say out loud is that there is no fix for this. There's not, uh, there's a word that I came across this week. I thought it, the word kind of sucks. It's anime, A-N-O-M-I-E, anime. The definition of anime is social instability resulting from a breakdown of standards and values. That's what's going on. Mm. Alternate definition of anime, personal unrest, alienation, and uncertainty that comes from a lack of purpose or ideals. That is the problem. How do you fix that? Yeah, true. How do you fix it? You don't. You don't. There's not a fix for it. You can't legislate someone's alienation 
you can't legislate, you you know, we've isolated ourselves for two years. We've put our children behind masks for two years and told them to be afraid of the world. And we've, you know, taken away a a, a bunch of freedoms in in the name of being safe. And it's resulted in us, you know, becoming hermits, which is, you know, not that, not the cause of a problem, but it just, you know, it just pours gasoline on that fire. How do you, how do you fix that? How do you provide purpose into somebody's life? You don't legislate that. That's not, that's not the government's job. And so, you know, to me, man, if you want like a fix, a solution, something that you, you know, that you can take action on, it's not being as loud as you can about gun control or passing this bill or that bill. And, you know, maybe it helps, maybe it doesn't. It's making sure that you're not suffering, making sure that you and your family aren't falling into traps of despair. And then as much as you can control it, making sure that people, friends and family and the people around you are not feeling that way. And if they are, then you shower them with love. That's the only thing that you have control over. And if we could all take a look at ourselves and, and make that commitment that we're, we're going to make sure that the, that the level of suffering in our lives and the lives around people around us to as much as we can control it are going to be kept at a minimum. That's how you change your world. And then your world changes, but we have to commit to that. And I think we, I think we think we can continue living our lives the way that we've lived our lives and, and put the blame on somebody else. But to me, this falls on all of us. This falls on all of us. This falls on Barack Obama, who decided to use this to step on children and use this as an opportunity to, to make a point about George Floyd and, and social justice and, and, and you know, racism. Th- like that, that is, you know, that's the person that we should point at and blame. Like, you're the problem, buddy. Like, you, you can't be doing, you can't be co-opting this situation and using it to push a, a different narrative. Like, this is not a political opportunity. It is, and it sucks that it is. Yeah. But when you have that kind of response, it's like, all right, well, you're not a serious person and you should be ignored to as, you know, to as much extent as possible because you're not helping anything. And, you know, and then and if you're on the other end of it and you're, you know, you're saying that guns aren't, aren't the reason for this and that, you know, there's nothing that we can do about guns and that guns are here to stay, and, which is all true, but you're not willing to, to hear the other side of the argument and be like, well, you know, we haven't done anything really about guns. Since, since people have been being killed in mass in schools for 30 years, maybe we, maybe we, we have a listen, maybe we have a talk, maybe we do sit down and hear what you have to say about it. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's going to, it's going to, you know, it's going to take all of that. It's going to take you, us putting down what we so dearly believe in questioning why we do. And if we can't come up with a really good reason for it, well then, you know, maybe, maybe it's time to, to set that aside a little bit and give somebody else a chance. Yeah, I mean, I think we can only can only point to the Second Amendment for so long. It is an amendment. It is in our, you know, it's, it's been there, a tenant of our country for a long time. But I mean, this is a, an argument that's brought up all the time. But, you know, when that was put into place, people were using muskets with a reload time of 90 seconds and yada, yada, yada. Like now that guns have come this far, like I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to to look at it and and possibly really evaluate. Maybe it's not, you know, AR-15s are completely legal, but the process to get one is much, much harder than it is now. I I don't think that's, that's like a huge thing to ask for, Uh, much in the way that like when this country was founded, slavery was a very big part of our entire country and the economy. And and through the years and, and through growing as a country and as a people, we eliminated it. We changed that original, you know, the original document to ensure freedom for, and, and hopefully, you know, we're still getting there, but equality for everyone. Like it is okay for this document to change through the years. It's supposed to. <laughs> I disagree with that. Uh, but, but yeah, I, 
I, I do disagree with that. I don't, this is not supposed to change the the reason the reason it's such a successful document. The reason it is the most important document in the history of the world is because of its rigidity, ri rigidness, R rigidity. I don't know how, yeah. yeah, it's because it's rigid. Why do we have so many amendments then? Like it wasn't a perfect document the day it was written, and it was written at a time that was very different from now. Well, yeah, but do you know how hard it is to amend the Constitution? For sure. It's a, it's a monumental overtaking. So it's like, yeah, like you you obviously have to leave room for the addition of separate things, but it doesn't mean that you can interpret it. Like, it doesn't mean that because of what's happening in the world that you interpret this document differently. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's rigid for a reason. And then you base everything else around that, not, you know, change this and then hope that everything else changes. Because that to me is just a recipe for way more chaos. I, yeah. And I do see that, but much in the same way that like with the Catholic church, it's, it's gay people are, are, they're terrible and blah, blah, blah. Like, like that's not like the reality we live in. Like that's, and that's not real. Love is love, and and you know it goes on. Like if you stick by those tenets for too long, you you begin to lose your uh, your authenticity, your your ability to be believed in as a religion, as a country, whatever. Like if if you stick to those tenets for too long and don't somewhat adapt, whether it's slow and gradual or not, but like if you don't adapt to what the world is now and not what it was two thousand years ago or three hundred years ago when we were founded, like your people are gonna are gonna lose faith in that institution one way or the other. True. True. And, and I would be way more sympathetic to this argument if there weren't already case studies in America that have shown that gun control, just like we talked about with abortion, right? Like you can't really control abortion. You can only push it down into the dark, right? Because it's still going to exist. You can't sure. unlearn how to do it. You can't unlearn how to make a gun. The guns are here. There's hundreds of millions of guns in the United States. Chicago, that's all I have to say. Chicago. <laughs> that's all I have to say. And then it's like, well, then like your gun argument really kind of goes out the window because it's like, well, the, who gives a shit, right? Like, like was, who was, it? I think it was AOC that tweeted like, we can't continue to have laws that allow for children to get murdered. Point to me where there's a law that allows that, right? Right, right. Like these things aren't legal. It's not legal to kill somebody. It's not legal to take a gun and shoot somebody because you're upset about it. I think this kid shot his grandma because he, her, his grandma was like giving him shit about not graduating high school or something. Oh. Picked up a gun and shot her. That's not legal. Like, right, like you know what I'm saying? Like this isn't something that we, like, we're saying we allow it because it happens. But we're saying we're allowed because we can't stop it before it happens. And it's impossible to because nobody knows really. Well, I shouldn't say that. We, t we talked about this last time about the FBI and how they know. The FBI knew about the Buffalo shooter. Oh, I didn't know that. Like they were surveilling him? He was on their radar. Really? Wow. Yeah. Hey, here's here's perfect example. You want to you want to pass a law that has immediate uh, uh, consequences? If you're an FBI agent and you are responsible for investigating a person who comes up on your radar and then that person later goes on to commit one of these crimes, then you and your superior immediately get fired. Mm. Immediately. Boom. Gone. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like start putting responsibility on people who, who have the ability, you know, like, yeah. like you said, where, where do your tax dollars go? Your tax dollars go to a lot of places. And if one of them is the FBI and they're keeping up on these people, like, okay, it's very difficult to like stop somebody who's going to be, you know, going out and doing these kind of things. But we, if they're on your radar, to me, there's no excuse for it to happen. You know what I mean? That's tough. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Of course man. it's tough. Yeah, of course tough. it's tough. But you know what's tough? <laughs> Burying 19 children. Yeah, well, that's really yeah. tough, dude. Yes. So you tell me, you know, what mm -hmm. are we going to do? If we start putting it on the responsibility on those who have it, it seems to me a good step Step in the right direction for sure. Yeah, you know, like like it, 
that's why you sign up, right? Like you said, you sign, you sign up to, to, to do the job. You, you take on the responsibility. You're paid good for it. We willingly, and we don't have an option, give taxes so that these things can happen in our society. And then, you know, and we have to sit here and talk about this. It's, it, it, you know, it, I, I don't like these, I don't like these responses. I don't like how it becomes like a fucking one of these. And there's just anger. You're just like yelling into the void. Oh, how, how you know, something's got to happen. We got to stop that. You know, like Steve Kerr up there, just, you know, completely wetting himself in, in front of national TV for, you know, because he's like, we're all upset, but just like throwing your anger and your shit into the void. It doesn't do anything. It just, exasperates the the tension yeah right like start looking at who who can we who can we stop passing the buck to right nobody wants to take that responsibility and i it also when people are demanding like get rid of guns wholesale like make them illegal it's it's it, it's funny to me because like i think a lot of people think like the people that are pro-gun uh, are, are like these people you know that live in texas oklahoma like these very quiet you know i want my guns it's my country and yes there are those people for sure but like there are people in inner cities all across this country that like protect their family, people who live mm -hmm. amongst and are surrounded by gangs every single day who rely on that for some sort of protection for their family. If they were to be robbed or, 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 you know, any, any kind of interference within their domain, within their neighborhood where they live, like people rely on that. So you take those away wholesale from, from people, from millions of Americans who own them every single day without problem and, and conceal them the right way and lock them up and, and, are responsible gun owners. You take those away from those people who are going to be the people that turn them in as law abiding citizens most likely would. And, and you still keep the guns in the hands of criminals that are, are mm -hmm. now have a much easier way to do whatever the fuck they want, you know? And, and then on top of that, that compounds with, I mean, obviously officers are still going to carry some form of weapon, some gun. And, and we're dealing with this huge police brutality issue in our country. Now you just gave them so much more power. Or, or if that's like the only person that can own a gun, these, these people that most people jump to and think of, oh yeah, oh yeah, why, why America, I want my guns. Those people are going to jump at opportunities to become police. So you don't think that that's going to take this, this whole police brutality thing and, and just throw a fire on it even more by giving these people uh, that's more That's how you power? get Mexico. Yeah, yeah, man. It's just that's how you get Mexico. You take you take guns away from the people who can who who can legally own them, and then all the people who can illegally own them now have the power. Cartels. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so you know, I know this sucks, and probably a little brash given the most recent events. But guns are a non-starter in this conversation. This isn't my opinion. It's a constitutional right. They're not going anywhere. So all of this needs to be directed somewhere else, dude, because. Even if you did pass the strictest gun laws ever, it's going to have to go, it's going to be challenged. And, and inevitably, there's going to be a judge who's going to have to take a sober look at this and is going to have to say, well, I, I can't think of a shooting in an elementary school because my duty is to the Constitution. The Constitution says very clearly that you have a right to own these weapons. And through precedent, it's, we've shown that there's very little right for the government to intervene. That is not... You might be upset about that and it might be frustrating to you and it, and, it, and, it, and it might cause anger and you might hate it, but it doesn't change the fact that it's not going anywhere. It is here to stay. So, you know, all, all these efforts to do marginally different things with gun laws, to me, it's just, you, you know, it's just going to continue to exasperate that, that frustration because you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to see measurable results. And if you do, they're probably going to be the wrong ones that you want to see. As shitty as that sounds. But you don't think like if you, if you up the penalties for the parent, the owners of the gun 
that who, whose kids get it. If you up the penalties for those situations, and if you put armed security at schools, you won't see a, de- a decrease in school shootings. There was there's armed security two at, days ago at some school. Yeah, but not. I mean, I'm saying if it's a, a real security force, not like one guy or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's it is. If there's arm, if there's security, people don't go robbing banks very often. People, you know, are shooting up banks, and people don't go shooting up police stations and all these different places. Like I think there are marginal steps we can take. There is a bigger problem. You're right there. I don't disagree, but I do think there's marginal things we can do that like help the situation without full sale taking guns away. I, I do think there are things that like are reasonable and feasible that our politicians who are fucking there to do a job like could actually do to help the situation. It's not going to fix it, but it's, it could definitely help it. I suppose. Look, if it makes us feel better, <laughs> if you think if you think that there's going to be some net positive to, to passing some kind of law, whatever it is, whatever, you know, whatever it means in your mind, and it's reasonable and people can get on board and you can pass it through, you could actually make it a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, who am I to say no? I, absolutely. I'd love to see it. Right? Yeah, it's I, worth it, trying. Make it happen. Here's the thing, though. I, you, you can't you can't say that you're gonna like fight for justice and getting guns off. But you can't say that you're gonna do that because anything that you do will not do. Like it's not gonna. Nobody, nobody's nobody's saying that we we don't have the power that we think we do. We don't have the power to stop these kind of things because it's deeper than what we have control over on en mass, right? We can't look to the government and say we have to fix this. We have to do something. No, you're not fixing a problem. Even if you were to take all the way the guns, like you said, all you're doing is taking a problem and you're replacing it with another one. Up until the 70s, ch- kids in high school would come to school with shotguns in their car and there was nary a worry about anybody getting shot. Why is that? What has changed between now and then? I don't have a good answer. Yeah. All I can see, but, but what I can observe is that our children more and more are in pain, are exasperated are in a constant state of despair. And by the time that they're 18, they're dead inside, some of them, enough so to commit mass murder. What has changed? That's the conversation I want to have. Yeah. What the fuck are we give, What are we doing to our children so that this happens? What are we doing to our men? Mm. Because this is a men problem, dude. This is men. There are no women mass shooters, none of note. It's men. Yeah. It's men who are pissed off at women. What are, what are we doing to our men? Why do our men feel this way? And I don't want to hear that, that you know, we, you know, our men need to do better. Whoa, 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 hold on a second. We need to do better by our men. What, what messages are we sending our men that make them feel like they're hopeless? Why are they so angry at women? What is it that they, what is it that they're feeling inside that's allowing them to be so willing to remove any humanity from their lives? What, it, what is that? I'd love to know. Is it porn? Yeah. Is it that we have so much access to porn that we can look at you know like the the dehumanization the the decoupling of what a, hum, a human is to to their body and their flesh is it video games is it yeah. is it prescription medicine is you know like w- these are the conversations that we need to have because th- this is a, 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 an issue with men and 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 an issue with the lack of humanity and and the extreme despair with young with young men i mean it, it's it's terrible yeah. You have a, a, a boy in this world, a young boy. I'm bringing a young boy in this world. We have ideas, values, things that we want to teach them about what it means to be a man because you and I, without patting each other on the back too much, have done a pretty decent job of being a man so far. Tried to. I can't speak for you. But, <laughs> but, it, but you know, it, that, like, that's, what, that's what I want to know. We're, like, we're feeling our men. That's what, that's what this means to me. And while we shoulder the responsibility, it's, not, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an everybody problem. 
this isn't this isn't just men. Obviously, this is that's where the outlet is right now. But we we got to do better there. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? Yeah, it's it's not by taking away guns. That's for damn sure. I guess the last thing I would say we we should move to something else. It's 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 hard to talk about, man. It's disheartening thinking about more than just the school shootings, but just like the psyche and evolution of us as a race of people. But people that want to inflict pain like this fucking dirtbag and, and many others before him are, are going to find a way to do it. Whether, I mean, if guns are gone, it's a bomb. If it's poisoning a water supply, a food supply of a school or whatever, like people are going to find a way to do that. So I, I agree. There's there's a bigger problem here to attack. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It It, it is a bigger problem. And I just hope we can turn to that. We can hope we can start having these conversations, look inward. Look inward. What can you do to be to be better? That's the only way it's going to change. It, and you know what does like it doesn't help that we look to politicians because politicians suck, dude. They're the worst. They're the worst people in the world. Um, have you heard about this story about Michael Sussman? Do you know Michael Sussman? Do you know who he is? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, real quick. We don't have to spend much time on this. This is a personal thing for me because it's so frustrating. Michael Sussman was the former uh, uh, counsel, lead counsel for the Hillary Clinton campaign. In 2016, without getting into all of the details, Michael Sussman uh, contacted uh, the the FBI, and he said, "I have some things for you that I would like to give you." And the FBI said, "Okay." And he said, "I'm going to bring these things to you as a citizen. I'm not coming to you on behalf of any client." And the FBI said, "Okay." So Michael Sussman met with the FBI, gave him documents that happened to be proof, or trying to prove, that. Donald Trump, through Alpha Bank, had a secret backdoor channel to Russia. That was the catalyst that lit the entire Russia investigation into Donald Trump. You know the rest of that story. Mm-hmm. Well, Michael Sussman is on trial this week. And through this trial, we have learned that not only was he acting on behalf of his client, but his client, Hillary Clinton, gave him the green light to go to the FBI and drop off this information in a way to smear her opponent, Donald Trump, with information they knew to be false. This came mm. out in federal court this week. Really? Yes, dude. Did he testify that, or, or how did that come to light? I think Michael Baker is the guy in the FBI that um, that that Sussman was talking to. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, J- excuse me, D- James Baker. FBI general counsel James Baker. And that's, that's who testified. Showed him the, the texts, and then wow. come to find out that there was approval from the very top. Everything leads up to... Hillary Clinton. So it was it was a conspiracy. And it's, it says on the day he turned this stuff in, he billed the Clinton campaign. How <laughs> <laughs> dare you? Dude, the hubris, man. Oh, they, no. They legitimately thought there was no way that they were going to lose and that this was never going to come to light. And oh. they did all these things, super illegal, caused millions of dollars of taxpayer money to investigate a connection between Donald Trump and Russia. They came back and they were like, well, we can't. Can't really say this guy isn't sketchy, but this Russia connection is not there. Turns out, it was Hillary Clinton the entire time. The entire time. We spent three plus years. It's all we talked about. Jesus. They, they don't care about you, Al. They do not care about you. Yeah. That's why they're, they're not your... Don't look to them for solutions, because you get this shit. Mm-hmm. That's all I had. I read a story. It's, it's a little lighter, but it's not any more encouraging. That's for damn sure. California police officer up in Northern California, this happened up in the San Jose area, has been arrested. It was first placed on leave and and has now been arrested and charged with indecent exposure from an incident that happened on April the 21st. Hmm. The charge behavior is very disturbing. Dominguez was a four-year veteran of the force and he responded with two other officers to a home for a call about a person with mental illness who was being violent towards family members. Uh, After beginning the investigation, 
he sent the two other officers, this is Officer Dominguez, he sent the other two officers to locate the person somewhere else in the home. He then touched himself in front of two of the female family members and exposed himself to the mother. The victims fled and reported the incident to two of their relatives that were there. He then allegedly went into the bathroom and masturbated in their house. (laughs) Why? So San Jose Police Department, they are coming in uh, to some fire. Uh, Like I said, this guy was arrested. Uh, recently, uh, in the last like couple months or so, another officer from the same department had been placed on leave after he traded a meth pipe with a woman in, in exchange for information. Uh, an off-duty re- officer was also arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence of alcohol before a two-car collision. And also last week, the Santa Clara County Medical Examiner's Office confirmed that San Jose officer Dewan Packard died from a fentanyl overdose. Oh my God. So this, yeah, it sounds like the department is pretty crazy. Another, oh, it says another one's being investigated for being under the influence of alcohol while working a case in which a three-month-old baby was abducted. Good Lord. That commissioner is going to get fired. But yeah, I just couldn't imagine a cop coming into your house and showing you his dick and then jerking off. Like, what kind of fucking, (laughs) what the fuck? (sighs) Wow. Those are the kind of stories that pop up on my phone. I, I don't know what your Apple News shows you, but I that's, don't. I don't get that's those. <laughs> that's not my algorithm. <laughs> yeah, right. They're like this guy likes poop news and masturbation news. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, speaking of police, have you heard what's going on in Chicago? Uh, the Chicago about? Police Department. No, what's going dude, on, dude? Just officers leaving in droves. Oh, well. they've lost over three hundred police officers just this year. Yeah, well increasingly dangerous and i mean dude some of these officers conduct themselves in not a, a good way I, I have friends that are posting up videos all the time from certain areas of our city it, dude it's it's cops breaking into cars i saw this one video mm. of a good friend of mine and then would definitely without a warrant takes his, his elbow to the car windshield and cracks like shatters it completely and starts going through the car but it, it's a it's a war zone man like that's not people people underestimate it like it's it's the war on drugs has crushed many cities around our country bro and it, it's it, it's a war on the people. Well, I got to imagine in a place like Chicago, they're deployed less to keep the peace and more to keep the turf, you know, like to, you know, it's you're, like you said, it's a battle. You're not going, you're not going there to like passively survey a neighborhood. You're, you're there to let them know that, you know, you're, you're not there. to be fucked with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. But that's not how you conduct yourself either. Is, is oh, certainly. You know, well, you know. I, 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 yeah, I, w- I would agree. But have you watched the the show We Own the City yet on HBO? No. Highly recommend all the people out there listening. It's it's I think it's five episodes in right now, but it's a true story about the Baltimore Police Department and all the corruption that was going on there in okay ba- basically over like the last twenty years. Cannot recommend it enough. Uh, the guy that plays Punisher, I can't think of his name. He also plays Shane in Walking Dead. He's he's like the main character uh, cop. Um, but it's it's all about like a whole system, and, and basically they were using the war on drugs and uh, to make money. Basically, like they uh-huh. were wrongly arresting people because they got bonuses based on how many bookings they would have. They were arresting people, and then most of the time those people would get to go home free. But still, like wrongly arresting them, searching through their property, breaking into the houses, doing all kinds of illegal shit, clocking mads amount of like overtime and and committing like mass fraud there super interesting and it's really well done it's i think it's done by the people that did the wire as well uh, okay really really good show i, I couldn't recommend it enough but, it, but that kind of made me think about this yeah well i think that's what the wire is about is baltimore police department yeah I've never so maybe it was, it. yeah maybe that was adapted from it but this is like the true story names of people have not been changed all that shit so yeah but so they're quitting in droves huh yeah yeah over 300 have quit so far this year Man. which is which is insane i mean i 
I'm sure that has to do with how dangerous the job is, how thankless the job is. I got to imagine that the national appeal to defund police, you know, had some small part in that. Um, mm. Yeah, man. But, but it's like, it's like not a good sign. You know, you don't want people on the police department quitting. That just doesn't, I don't think that that's a, a good thing for, for all of us. Some might disagree with me, but it, it just, it's, it seems to be a, a terrible trend. Yeah. I think we have to find a way to incentivize those people to be good, you know, and, and if that's paying them more, training them better and punishing them harsher when they do fucked up shit. Yeah. Maybe that's the answer. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 but I mean, police are an integral part of all of this. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we, we can't, we can't defund them. Like, well, it'll be, it'll be chaos it'll, it'll not be good so we, we have to find a way to incentivize good people to do that job cops cops and teachers man same mm-hmm. yeah you know you need to incentivize speaking of teachers this year 135 teachers this year so far have been arrested on child sex related crimes in the united states jesus christ 135 oh my god there was an analysis done by fox news that looked at local stories week by week beginning january 1 and they counted 135 different teachers and teachers' aid that have been arrested. This is just the people that have been caught. Any data that shows which were public and which were private schools? Uh, let me see. 105 of them were men compared to 30 of them that were women. 102 involved students. 30 didn't involve students. So maybe that's like anonymous, like child pornography. I don't know. Mostly teachers, some substitute teachers, some teachers' aides. It doesn't say anything about public versus private. All the stories that I'm reading here look look like they're public schools. Anthony Phillips, 61 years old, Cupertino, California. He was arrested with uh, charges of aggravated assault, aggravated sexual assault of a child, forcible penetration with a foreign object. Jesus Christ. I'm not going to read the rest of this. Anissa Page, 35-year-old in Richmond, California, was charged with 29 counts of child molestation. 29 counts. William Smith, 31-year-old science teacher in Cape Fear High School in Fayetteville, North Carolina, was charged with 27 counts of first-degree sexual exploitation of a minor, 28 counts of indecent liberties with a student, one count of secretly using or installing a photographic, a photographic imaging device to arouse or gratify sexual desire. That's a very specific law. I, I mean, dude, th- this could play into your greater point about the whole Texas situation and, and firearms. Like, I mean, I think this shit's happening way more than we think it is to our kids. And I think that fucks you up. Yeah. These are only the people that got caught. Right. And that, that, that there's no way that doesn't have long, long-term lasting mental health and, and of, of mental health effects on you. And, and you were, before we kind of started rolling, you were talking to me about some Baptist priests that some news that happened there too. Yeah. There's like a uh, Catholic church, similar scandal with the Southern Baptist uh, church. Okay. And they're the, yeah. they're the largest uh, Protestant denomination in America. And they have a list of 700 plus pastors and church affiliated personnel accused of sexual abuse. I mean, so that, that it's happening <sighs> everywhere. I mean, it's not just churches. I mean, it happens a lot in churches, it seems like, but I mean, it's happening in schools and, and all over. Like there's no, no way that this isn't having mental effects on all kinds of, of, of our youth coming up and, 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 plays into this bigger problem even more, you know? But that's wild. Anime, word of the day. (laughs) That is the word of the day. Social instability resulting from a breakdown of standards and values. It's the most perfect definition of what's going on. Anything else you want to cover before you get out of here? No, I'm thoroughly depressed. Yeah, I'm sorry. Listen to Kendrick's album. He's got a lot of good shit. It's like a little therapy session. Mm. If you break down those lyrics, I've been very impressed with that album. Have you? Yeah, very impressed, man. Very, very impressed. 
I know it's not getting the love I feel like it deserves. And I feel like it's an album that's going to grow on people in time because people just want bangers these days. People don't give a fuck about content. And I, I just think I, hopefully it's an album that people revisit in time and come back to because the man is 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 talking, bro. It's like a fucking the whole album is like a therapy session. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the mm. production. It's very laid back and jazzy and like pimp a butterfly, but not with all like the angst necessarily of like what he was trying to say socially, but more with his personal struggles and what he was like going through. And and I, I love it. It's mixed beautifully as like an audio engineer. Hmm. Manny Mariquin mixed this thing and it sounds so good. They mix it in Dolby Atmos. So it's all around your head. Um, I, I just, I can't say enough good things about this album. I don't want to drone on about it, but give it another chance. I know you said you listened to it one time, but give it another chance in the guise of, and maybe even like reading the lyrics with it as you're going, but like yeah. not as like, I'm looking for the summer banger or, you know, something, it, it's not that. It's it's much more Tupac than it is Biggie, and I love it so much. Interesting. Did you see, did you see uh, Young Thug and Gunna both got denied bail? I did, and they were using their lyrics against them for it, mm-hmm. which is illegal in, I think it's New York, it passed last week, that is illegal to use lyrics against anyone in court. They're going to uh, have a, yeah. they're going to have a, I was telling Michael, like I was, I, I, I really can't wait to see the evidence, because they, they, dude, they better have a lot of evidence to be doing what they're doing. He Gunna doesn't have a trial date set until next year. Really? Yeah, like With summer no 2023. Bail? Oh my god. I know. And Young Thug's bail only got denied because of some technicality on his lawyer and I guess his lawyer represents other clients and they for whatever reason had to deny him bail or like postpone his bail hearing. So he may he may mm. post bail, he may not. But they're keeping him in jail, dude. They're keeping them in jail. He was willing to give up Gunna was willing to give up five houses, be on house arrest, wear an ankle, you know, like do all of it. Just to get out of jail. And they were like, nope. So they got some shit on them then, bro. They I mean, have Rico to, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like... They have to have something. You don't do that if you don't have like a lot of evidence. Mm-hmm. That's that's heavy shit, dude. Unless unless they're just trying to like make a statement. But eesh. that sucks, man. I don't I mean, whatever. Gunna's big. I am not a big Gunna fan, but like he's he's big. But I think Young Thug has has been a pivotal character in pivotal person and artist in in rap for a good decade now. It's like that, that sucks that we would lose him from this kind of shit, man. Ugh. I mean, he told us he was a gangster. Yeah. I guess we mm. just didn't really listen to him. Before we get out of here, I don't know if I'm going to do this as well as Mr. Duncan did, but I'm going to try because I, I do. I, I, I got my own little mojo with it and I like to, to weave through. It feels good. I feel like a radio personality when I do it. So <laughs> drinking a good smooth cup of coffee is a treat all by itself. But when you can do that, and help American heroes, it makes it taste that much better. Our sponsor, Gun Barrel Coffee, who I hope is joining us here soon for a podcast. It sounds like we might get them on here in the next month or so. They're proud to donate $1 from every item purchased to veterans and first responder charities all across our country. They offer 14 different blends and roasts, which you can get whole bean ground or single serve pods. And right now, as a friend of our ship, you can use the promo code FNH10 and you'll save 10% at checkout when you buy their products at gunbarrelcoffee.com. That's promo code FNH10. Gun Barrel Coffee, Damn good coffee, damn good cause. Make sure you hit that link in our bios, hit the shop, get some Friendship News Hour merch, get the word out there to all the peeps in the world. Let them know if they ask you about us, you know, give them an honest opinion, but damn it, you better tell them how sexy we are. Because that's one thing that I think that we really pride ourselves on. And that's why we have underwear with our logo on it. So, yes, the, uh, <laughs> we have uh, faces for audio. <laughs> Beautiful faces for audio. <laughs> 
Where can they find our stuff at, Frank? You can hit us up on Twitter at FrenchBenH. You can hit us up on TikTok and Instagram at the same handle, Friendship News Hour. And you can send us an email, bummerdude.media at gmail.com, bummerdude.media at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.